0: How do we navigate things like cultural trends, current world events, and disagreement in church? Honest Conversations is a deeper dive into some of your important questions that we don't always have time to cover in a Sunday morning service. Ready to dive in? Let's join Andrew and Brooke for today's Honest Conversation.
1: Today, we are talking about abortion on the heels of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade Mm -hmm. and, of course, Indiana, first state in the country to pass a near-total ban on abortion. A lot of us find ourselves on ground we've never been. Mm. For the past 50 years, abortion has been legal, and here is a, a debate that's been reignited, and it's important for us to not only understand what we believe but why? Yeah. And so Andrew, I'm going to start with a broad but direct question. Mm-hmm. Is abortion a sin?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And this is a is a great time to be able to dive into this stuff and get get clear on what God says, who are we, what do we believe and all of that. So is abortion a sin? There's a few in complicated and sensitive conversations, clarity of language is really important. So I think that there, it's good to start. I mean, so I'm going to answer this in a long way, even though there's sort of a short answer, it's still sort of a long answer. So I want to try to define some terms for the sake of precision, because broad broad language on sensitive topics is not helpful. And that's part of the Struggle and battle that we're all in is like, what do words even mean that are being used and thrown around? And do I mean the same thing with this word when you use it? Mm -hmm. You know, all of that kind of stuff. So, so first, even in this conversation, in this podcast, one thing is we have to talk about, we have to separate ideas and people. And we're first starting off talking about ideas, the idea of abortion. That's a different conversation than talking about people who have had abortions. So that would be like, a, that's what I mean when I say there's there's a conversation to have about people, but first we have to deal with the idea, which goes back to this, the point of this podcast is how are we addressing ideas and how do we think through things and set our mind on the things of God? So ideas are not people and people are not ideas. And so we will speak in different ways, about ideas than we might about people. So I might get into that in a little bit later. and we may get may we may get into conversations about people on this episode. or we may not. But first of all, the idea, the idea of abortion, let's talk about that. So what is abortion a sin? Well, what is abortion? We've got to define the word. and this is where broad language, isn't helpful and we could use more precise word. We, we, we would benefit from having more precise words, you know, in our culture and in these conversations, because by definition in, like in the dictionary, abortion just means broadly the termination of a human pregnancy. So the reason that's broad and unhelpful is because there's, to simplify it maybe as much as possible, there's two lanes to talk about the idea of abortion there's abortion as birth control essentially the right to abortion all of that and then there's situations medical situations where there's real life tragic complicated scenarios where you know people are having to choose between the life of the mother and the baby, or all kinds of there's all kinds of medical stuff where the big principles still need to be at play as we have those conversations. But those are those um, those can be inherently different types of conversations than abortion as birth control. So, what we're going to talk about first is the idea of abortion as birth control. Is it is so when I when I say abortion? And in this conversation, we're mainly talking about it in terms of its current social definition, not necessarily in the dictionary medical definition, though I think we should get to that in this conversation in just a second. But socially, the, the real conversation happening about abortion is, is the birth control a woman's right to choose. Yeah. A woman's right to choose if she wants to have a baby, has to have the baby. What is what is it in there? Um, up to what weeks is this allowed? All of that idea. So that that's really what is happening socially is that that's really the conversation. But again, because of broad terms, the medical stuff gets brought into that and that fogs everything up in lots of different directions. That's worth being clear about as well. So, when we talk about birth con- birth control, basically, is abortion a sin? The answer is yes.
1: Okay. So you're saying we really could benefit from using different words for abortion, yeah. um, depending on the different scenarios. Is this something, you know, it's a sin, okay? Mm-hmm. Is it something that's worth taking a stand on mm-hmm. um, as Christians? Is it, is it? Something that we really need to even be vocal about. Mm-hmm. Isn't this just kind of everybody's own decisions?
0: Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So that deals again with the idea, the real question there is what is a pregnancy? What's in there is the is the question that real is really the, the question that matters first. That's the first principle here. Is 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 the pregnancy a human? Or is it not? And every everything, uh, philosophy, reason, science, morality, and then the Bible, all agree that at fertilization, that is a human being. So embryology confirms this, that when a sperm fertilizes an egg, a unique individual is created that is different, is a different individual than the mother, and it's a different individual than the father. Embryology confirms that an embryo is a distinct, whole, living human being. has its own DNA, everything. So that's what science says. And then we, as Christians, we agree with that. We believe that's what the Bible teaches. Um, we agree that at conception, life begins, that, that the life is a human being, that human beings are unique creations under God. We have the image of God in us. Um, that's confirmed then, you know, even through the whole story of Jesus, that Mary was with child at the visitation after the visitation from the angel, it says, then Mary was with child, the baby leapt in her womb, all of this sort of stuff. So Jesus was human in the womb. So what is a pregnancy? It's either a human or it's not. And if it's not, then then everybody can make their own decision. But if it's a human, then you don't get to make your own decision about another human Another human's life in that sense I've talked a lot, so I'm going to stop and you can
1: so point that me. I, well I mean to to clarify when you say it is sin, you're mm-hmm. saying because it is a human right and you are killing a human yes, sin,
0: yes, yeah, and so you know again that that is natural law that's biblical law that's that that's just sanity at that point so okay, so your question why should we take a stand on this? We take a stand on it because we love God and because we love people. When we take human life, it's first an offense against God because God is the giver of life. So we don't give life and we don't get to take life on our own reason for our own reasons or for our own gain. We have to treat life as the as the gift that it is from God. So it's from God and then it's to be led by God. And what happens with life ought to be defined by the giver of life who is God. So that's why we take a stand. And then we love people because we love God. And we love our neighbor and we love our neighbor as ourself. Which is another way of saying like the golden rule, you know, so it is the taking of a human life. We wouldn't want someone to do that with us. I I wouldn't want someone to get rid of my life because I'm inconvenient or not wanted. I don't think that's a good enough reason to get rid of a human who's innocent. And that's for me. But then for society, there's a what may, um, it's, it's one of the it's one of the first principles of a sane society is that you can't just take innocent human life. You get rid of that, and we've seen through history what snowball that starts. And abortion has been that. I mean, there's over 61 million babies who have been killed. And so that is not—that's not sane for a society— to not just allow but codify as a right and then celebrate and protect that practice.
1: How do you think we got here to a place where, you know, for the past 50 years, I mean, now now that rights have been taken away, you know, Mm -hmm. people are furious. Mm -hmm. Um, How did we get to this place where it has been so widely accepted
0: mm-hmm. and fought for. Yeah. So there's, if we just look at the United States history, part of the anger is about the Supreme Court took away this right. Um, but the reality is, is that the Supreme Court is the one that invented the right to begin with in Roe v. Wade. And I mean, this this gets a little bit maybe not up everybody's alley, but I would really strongly encourage people to read um, Justice Alito's opinion from Dobbs and then the minority's dissent, because I think that, it. well, one, they're smarter than me, you know, <laughs> and there's a lot there, and it'll take time and thought to go through it, but... Alito goes through American history on abortion and really the history and like goes through Western legal history on abortion, the death of children in the womb, all kinds of different things and really appropriately just absolutely destroys every uh, thoughtfully and legitimately destroys every, uh, every proposition that this is a right or has ever been a right or that this is unique to us. Like this question, these questions have been around in Western society and in all societies. So I found that really insightful. And then reading the dissents was valuable because frankly, they had nothing uh, substantial to say other than basically this is what we want. So Alito's Alito, like putting them side by side, they're not. It's not. It's like, it's not even in the same category. Of one is, uh, it's historical. It's thoughtful. It's reasonable. It's logical. It's historical, and the dissent was upset, which is like I'm not saying emotion, emotions are valid, but that's not how we, you know, build society and. As far as arguments go, they don't compare. But I think that's really helpful for people to – it's worth anybody's time to put in the time to read that because it's really educational. So all that to say, how did we get here in the U.S.? We got here because the Supreme Court fabricated this right in the first place. And there's no coincidence that that was right on the the heels of the beginning of the sexual revolution – So there's a lot to talk about there. That's us. Um, Historically in society, abortion has always been a topic of conversation, which is interesting. You know, this isn't an American thing. This is a human thing. And there's a lot to, there's a lot you could read, you know, that, that goes, obviously there's a lot of history in the world to read. But like for, just for example, like, there's there's early church documents that talk specifically about abortion. This isn't like an American white evangelical like none of that. That's all that's all really ignorant and naive. The Didache, it was in 70 AD. It it was basically the first catechism for the church that dealt with, dealt with it was it was a little document created for kind of basic beliefs and practices for people converting to Christianity. Some, you know, some of the early church used it almost as a curriculum before baptism kind of a deal. It's like, okay, you've you've said you want to follow Jesus. Here's what it means to be a part of this church. And in that, it specifically talks about not having abortions, abortion as a sin, like this, we don't do this. It's not right. And it's listed among other things within another. So that was, I mean, that's, that's eighty seventy.
1: Wow.
0: Like the whole New Testament isn't even written yet. Wow. So this is not like, you know, this is right there. And from, you know, so from there, all through church history, even if you just look at the first 400 years, the church fathers and the expansion of the church before, you know, before people get upset and make different arguments about, well, then it became Romanized and all these sort of things, which those are whole other conversations. But just if you look there, the the church has been unanimous and clear on this for its entire history. That abortion is a sin. It's not allowed. It's not right. It needs to be repented of. So, and, and not, uh, no diced words about it. Then you go back even before Jesus and like abortion has always been a struggle in society. Um, because it's a struggle for sanity and, that's really what's going on, you know, in our life. And why we're doing this podcast is we are tearing down ideas that set themselves up against God, which is a matter of sanity because God created everything. Therefore, order comes from him and is defined by him. So for me to have ordered thoughts and an ordered life, I have to be in line with God. So I know that was, that kind of zoomed out really fast there, but yeah. But it's just, it's helpful to know, like, this is not some unique thing that we're dealing with that we need to come up with fresh answers for. This has always been against the will of God. It's always been against sanity. It's always been against humanity. So that's why we make stands on this thing is because it matters for the honor of God and it matters for people. It matters that when an abortion, when somebody has an abortion, it kills a baby. It kills the conscience of a doctor. It, it, it aims to kill the soul of a mother. It kills the responsibility of a father. So it, it is an attack against society. It is an attack because it's an attack against the family. I'm going to stop. I could go on forever, but.
1: Yeah. That's really good perspective. Cause I think a lot of us think of this as a modern problem. Right, right. Um, And when we talk about taking a stance against it, a lot of times that Includes legislation, mm-hmm. um, political activism, that type of a thing. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to those who say, okay, that's, that's your religion, that's mm-hmm. your belief system, it's not mine, don't impose your religion on my body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it important to, to fight for legislation on this?
0: Great question. Yeah, I think it is because, again, it's, it's, um, it's, not, it's not men making laws about women's bodies, Because we're not talking about women's bodies. We're talking about innocent human beings. So that are distinct, whole, living, human individuals, scientifically confirmed. That's what we're talking about. So law and government exist to protect human rights. They don't ex- it doesn't exist to give human rights it doesn't exist to take human rights. The point of of the law is to uh, is to protect people's rights and everyone because each human is a human, that means God gave them life, which means they have a right to that life and so there should be laws that protect people's rights to be alive and not have their lives taken from them when they're innocent. So you're
1: saying this isn't even a religious issue.
0: No, it's not. It's, it's not. And I think, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned the church and for us as Christians to know that this isn't a new thing, but that's even, just a, that's even not necessarily a religious statement. It's also just sort of historical, one of the historical data points. But even when we talked earlier about why is this a sin, why is this something we should take a stand on? I talked very little about the Bible. This is actually one of those things where you don't even have to get to the religious part to get to the to get to why this is wrong, uh, the, because the science confirms it. All of it, like it, the any any sane philosophy affirms this idea. So it's not just, and of course, of course, we believe it religiously because we do. Of course, we do. And we can make the argument from there all day long, but that's not the only spot to make the argument from, is the whole, is the whole point. Anyways.
1: You talked about abortion needing more, more words, mm-hmm. um, more terms to clarify the purpose behind it. So we talked about it as birth control, as you mm-hmm. said. Um, there's a whole other side of it, which begs the question, is abortion ever okay?
0: Right. Yeah, so that's where we start to really. There's still the idea that we're talking about here, but it starts to get personal in a different way. Um, hold on. Okay, so is abortion okay? To talk about that, we have to we have to keep all the first principles that we just laid down. We have to keep those in place, even as we address things that are a result of the tragedy of living in a broken world. So this is so I can only kind of answer it from a religious philosophical moral angle, I can't from a medical angle. From what I understand, it seems that there there are real scenarios where Something's going on in a pregnancy where the baby is alive still and the mom is alive and something's going on to where there's no chance that they're both going to live and one has to be chosen. Those are extremely, extremely, extremely rare, but they do happen. And we have to approach that. As the tragedy that it is, and this is where using the word abortion because it's so socially loaded is really frustrating and disrespectful, because it fogs it it minimizes the situation. Does, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it. This like those those are that's just tragic. And it, it deserves to be treated as tragic. It ought not be minimized and say like, "Oh, well, it was just a ba- it was just, a, it was just a, a non-viable baby, and so now I'm going to push it. That, that's not healthy. The only healthy way to engage tragic situations is to honor them as tragic mm-hmm. and walk through them as tragedies, not disrespecting them by stuffing it and ignoring it and that kind of stuff. Does that make sense what I'm trying to get across there? So we have to, in that way, honor those situations and people for what they really are and walk through that with the fear of God and the love for each other and grace and prayer and mercy and healing and faith and all of that. Those are really, really, really rare. And Mm -hmm. those... Those stay rare when all of our principles are in place, because again, this is either this baby is either a, a, a human or it's not. So if it is a human, then those medical scenarios, a lot of those that can get labeled as necessary or even sometimes life or death, uh, they actually aren't that, because they're not uh the the level the bar for what is necessary you know change gets a lot higher when we're saying this is a human we're talking about so so really what are all the possibilities here to save both or whatever and you know um diagnoses for babies where it's like well they probably won't live or they won't live outside the womb that's not a that's not a reason to take the life, even though, you know, it's like, is that really life or death for the mother or you, so this is, I, I, I don't want to get too medical about it because that's not my place to do. I'm just trying to illustrate the point that we have to put the principles in place and navigate these things from our principles to honor God, to honor people and to honor people in the few tragedies that really do really do arise because things you know because we do live in a broken and tragic world.
1: I love what you said about almost honoring the tragedy in it mm-hmm. because I think that a big portion of this conversation is dealing with protecting against pain. We're trying to make mm-hmm. decisions that won't um, cause us to have to walk through things that are uncomfortable that are untimely that are you know painful um, and there is such value in those periods of, of life and mm-hmm. so I think um, it's really good for us to hear that 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 there is um, sanctification in in tragedy yeah. and that by protecting against it doesn't ensure that we will not have pain. In fact, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a a great lie of the enemy because it's like, yes, you'll still have pain and you'll have regret on top of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally. But, but for some reason, it's
1: like, this is the, the lie that's being pushed is that protect against, protect against pain, protect against pain. Totally. And Jesus is saying, I want to sanctify you in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like we either do, we we either believe that God can bring good out of the bad, or we don't. And so that's another area where abortion is birth control, and abortion in not actual life or death scenarios is is a rejection of, of God. It's shutting the door on faith, and anything that we do without faith is sin. So then that gets into, like, the tragedy. There's the tragedy—there's a medical tragedy part, but then there's, like, you know, so what do we—we're taking a stand on abortion. We're saying there should be legislation against it. So what do we do for uh, really hard or tragic or, you know, you can label lots of different situations lots of different ways. Um, What do you still do with the society that we have where there's (laughs) this— Where there's many pregnancies that aren't wanted, or that where people or where where women are getting pregnant and are put in scenarios where it's like I don't know what the heck I'm going to do, mm-hmm. I don't know how to provide for this child, I don't you know there's it's like yeah like all of that's really real. It's it's I'm not we're in speaking of the ideas. I'm not trying to paint every. Situation where someone gets an abortion is a flippant thing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just talking about the idea itself holds no water. And I'm being clear about that because as an idea, it's not worthy of being respected in the sense that I don't, I'm not going to talk about abortion as birth control in a way that, that pretends like it has legitimacy to it. Because I don't believe that it does um, scientifically, morally, philosophically— or religiously. So now people though, let's all let's get on the ground here, you know, and this is where we don't need to get into all of this, but the societal conversation needs to continue beyond do we make abortion illegal? Cuz it doesn't it doesn't really solve the problem that abortion is trying to solve. <laughs> And it does start to bring to light a lot of other issues, which I think is one of, the issues, one of the reasons why abortion is so fought for is because it acts as a shield for a lot of other sin and brokenness. And once we, once we put an end to abortion, we have to start addressing other things. And like, uh, you know, what, what how do we reform society to not just not kill babies, but how do we reform society and build a society that honors human life, honors the family, and incentivizes all of these things as a value so I don't want to get into all i don't we i mean we can get into all of that, but just like you know what it's we'll ruffle some feathers, but it's like what if along with all of this, we start? putting laws in place and structures in society that incentivize family and incentivize having, like, what, if, what if we incentivized marriage and having babies? Because this whole thing, this whole idea comes from the idea that that children are a limiting factor in my life, especially for women, that it's a, that it's a, it's a problem for a woman to have a child, which goes so many different directions. I'm like, wait, 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 how did we get there? Mm-hmm what are we aiming for? And Mm -hmm. anyways, I'm, I'm opening my mouth too much on that. We could, that'll be, that could be lots of other different conversations, but I'm just trying to illustrate. I'm not, uh, I'm not suggesting that outlawing abortion solves every problem in the world. And that it means that there's not other scenarios that need to be addressed. And that, that the world is a complicated place. I, I agree with all of those things. There's a lot to talk about. I'm just making the point that, Abortion doesn't solve anything. It actually is in itself a massive problem and evil, and it also creates cover for a lot of other destructive problems, destructive problems that destroy individuals, families, and society.
1: Uh, A lot of women have had abortions, Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming, um, in our own church. Mm -hmm. And what would you say to women and men um, who have made that choice?
0: Yeah. So this is where the first answer becomes really helpful is that it's a sin. And so what do we do with sin? (laughs) We confess it. We confess it to the Lord and we confess it to the body of Christ and we stand on the promise of God that when we confess our sins he is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Jesus is able to heal the heal us, restore us in a relationship with him, restore our souls where our souls have been broken or destroyed or tattered because of our sin and other people's sin and all of these things we have to run to Jesus is what we have to do in that's what's loving. That's the good news is that there's healing and there's forgiveness in this, and we have to do this together. So just like just like the rest of our sin, we've got to treat it as what it is, which we are able to do by the grace of God. We get to come to Him, bring it to the light, and go on that journey of healing and forgiveness and restoration and experiencing the touch and the love of God in that. So I would tell, you know, anybody who's listening to this, that's like, you know, holy smokes. (laughs) I'm convicted and sad and fear. Like, what the heck? Like, what's done is done. And what the heck do I do? It's like, that's, yep. And God's that good. Even there, you know, we've all got those things and we've all had those things. We're like, I can't go and undo that. What? I'm stuck in my sin. It's in that moment that we realize how good God's grace really is. And so come, come to Jesus, come to the church, come to your body of believers, to your life group, and trust God with that sin and with that place of pain. Give it to him and he will do what he promises to do with sin and pain, which is forgive and heal.
1: Abortion is all intertwined with this bigger issue of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And next week, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper there. Um, Why did God design sexuality? Is it important to him? Um, So we hope that you'll join us next week. But for now, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Brooke.